Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hey there, welcome to episode 133 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Today, we are talking about the good food, bad food trap, how to avoid getting stuck in this trap, which newsflash, you might actually already be stuck in. So maybe how to even get yourself out. But first, if you're just joining me, I am Siobhan Key. I'm an obesity medicine physician and licensed life coach. And my passion is helping people with stress and binge eating. So the way I think about this is I help people go from having an idea of how they want to eat, because I know lots of you you know what you want to be doing with your eating, but go from there to how do you actually do that on a regular basis? How do you do that when life is stressful, when weeks get busy, when you know maybe bad stuff or heavier stuff happens in your life? How do you stay consistent with that healthy eating? And that's what I cover in this podcast and what we work on in my program, Stress Eating SOS, where I teach you a process that is totally different from any diet you've been on, but helps you go from that place of knowing what you want to do with your eating, but really struggling to do it to a place of actually following it with ease, following it with compassion to yourself, you know, being able to pick yourself up if you do stumble way faster so you don't end up in that spiral of then feeling like you're off your plan for days and weeks and maybe even months. I head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. That's my website. You can check it out. There's a bunch of resources on there. You can find old episodes or other episodes of the podcast. There's so much information on that. And you can also join the wait list for Stress Eating SOS. The next groups are going to start in September and I'm really excited about it. Okay, today's topic came up because I started my first group or first week of the new healthcare professionals group uh, started this week. And so we were talking about this in the first coaching session. And it's such a different approach than what you've learned through dieting and in the other programs you may have been involved with that I thought it would be a great podcast episode to just get you thinking about a different way of approaching food. Because we all know diets don't work, and I think we all say that, and yet we hope that they'll work for us, right? Like as physicians, we say diets don't work, there's no good evidence for them, and yet we want them to work for us. I was going to tell you a little bit about, I'm recording this on the Friday before May long weekend. I'm just signed off of being on call, and then I have to go meet my family. I have to leave in about uh, 40 minutes to go meet my family camping for the long weekend. It's the first time we've actually like been away from the house for multiple days for a very long time. And it feels a little weird, but I'm excited about it. And it's actually nice out. Our area has like kind of notorious reputation of having bad weather on May long weekend. So I am excited that it is sunny. It's above 20 Celsius every day. I think we're going to have a lot of fun, but so we need to get this podcast recorded. I'm taking 
some time to talk to you guys before I finish packing everything and leave, but let's get going. So the most common question that I get from people when I'm talking to them about eating and weight loss is what should I eat? Or some variation of that. Maybe what should I eat? What, how should I approach it? Should I count macros? What should I do with intermittent fasting? Some version of what should I do? And interestingly, I do a questionnaire for anybody who is interested in coaching with me. And over the years, the most common wish that people have when I ask them, what do you really want? The most common wish is that I want to lose this weight and reach my goals without always feeling like I'm on a diet. And I just want you to notice how our most common question, the thing that we feel we want to know, doesn't line up with our biggest wish for ourselves. We want to be told what to eat, but that's being on a diet if somebody else is telling you what to eat. And on the flip side, we're wanting to not feel like we're on a diet. So if that's you, this session is for you. We're going to cover how do you actually approach this so you don't feel like you're on a diet. And what it is, is it's a different approach. You can't go into it. If you don't want to feel like you're on a diet your whole life, don't lose your weight feeling like you're on a diet. Because whatever you do to lose your weight, you need to continue it to maintain your weight. I think this is honestly one of the big causes of weight gain where you lose weight. It's on a diet that you feel you can do at least short term to get through the time where you're losing your weight. And then you reach that point where you don't want to feel like you're on a diet anymore. And yet that's what you felt like. That's what you did to lose the weight. So then you go back to old eating habits. You decide you don't want to be on that diet anymore. And then the weight comes back. Now to pose a different approach, what if you lose weight, not actually feeling like you're on a diet? What if you were never on a diet? Then when you're maintaining your weight, all you're doing is just continuing the food choices that you have found work for you. I really like thinking about it that way. And honestly, from a personal standpoint, that was a game changer for me. When I let go of the idea of being on a diet or doing some diet correctly, it changed everything. It made it so much easier to start actually being consistent. And let's talk about like why doesn't it work for you to just get an external diet? And number one, we all have a whole lot of evidence that this doesn't work. Aside from, you know, randomized controlled studies that show that long-term weight loss with diets isn't really effective, not a lot of people can maintain the weight loss, why doesn't it work? Well, ask yourself this, when was the last time you actually liked being told what to do? Think of it, like think of, say admin tells you that you have to do something, you have to attend certain meetings, you have to join a committee, you can't do something anymore that you're used to doing and that maybe you like doing. Well, what happens? If you're anything like me, it rankles you. (laughs) It doesn't feel good. It bothers you. And immediately your brain wants to like give all the reasons why that just doesn't work for you and that shouldn't happen and that's not the right thing for you. The exact same thing happens with diets. We get handed these external food plans, these external rules about food. And then at first, we're excited about them. We have a lot of thoughts about how this diet is going to be different and how it's going to transform things. And we'll be able to do this one. 
And so at the beginning, we can follow them. And it's not because of the diet, it's because of our thoughts about it at the beginning that makes it so we can follow it. Then down the road, at some point, that shininess wears off of it. (laughs) We start to question, we start to doubt, we start to maybe feel some confusion of, is this the right diet? Maybe I should be doing the X, Y, and Z diet instead. There's so much information out there. And then as we get confused, as we start to doubt ourselves, we become less consistent. And then as we become less consistent, we're not seeing the results that we want. And then we start deciding that the diet just won't work for us and we stop doing it. That's classic. Like if you're identifying with that, know that this is said with love. You are not alone. This is what everybody does. It's a pattern that plays out over and over and over again. And what I want to talk to you about is let's do it differently. Let's get off that roller coaster. Let's take a different approach where you actually can lose weight for good. And you can do it while actually enjoying yourself, while living a life you love, while enjoying the food that you're eating, while not feeling restricted. Now, I want to just touch on, because a lot of you, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know I'm a fan of lower carb eating. And what I've said so far may seem contradictory to lower carb eating. Maybe you think that I've totally changed my mind and not at all. I still think personally, lower carb eating or some form of lower carb approach to eating is probably one of the most sustainable ways to eat. And it's an effective way to lose weight. What I believe and what I'm saying here is if you choose to follow that approach, it has to be internal. It has to be from a place where you are making the decision that this is what you want to do and this way of eating is going to work for you and you're making the rules about what you do and you don't eat and when you eat it rather than waiting for an external source. So I'm not saying with this podcast episode that you can't limit food. Lots of people limit food in their life and feel totally fine about it. Like you think of somebody with celiac who is gluten-free, most people are like, they're very careful with their gluten and they're not tempted very often to eat foods with gluten because they've made that decision for themselves. Other people that just have preferences, you know, make strong decisions in their food and just have made it for themselves and it's comfortable and they're able to maintain it. People who are vegetarian, if you're a vegetarian, you know this too, is that you've made a strong decision about eating a vegetarian diet and Often, once you made that decision for yourself, it becomes easier to follow through on. So let's talk about the good food, bad food, and why it's an issue, why it's a problem. Because I see this over and over again. Like, honestly, in my programs, this is one of the biggest things we coach on. And it's working on letting go of this, particularly if you have binge eating, this is a big area that you need to be looking at and working on. Letting go of this then create some freedom to make food choices. And I know some of you, when you're listening to this, you might worry that if you have freedom to make food choices, you're going off the rails and it's going to go all crazy out here. It's not. I'm going to show you how the good food, bad food dilemma, where you're trying to be really careful with your eating and not giving yourself freedom, that creates more off the rails eating, for lack of a better term. It sets up this big swing for you. So if you're thinking that certain foods are good, certain foods are bad, and you're often then what follows with that is we think that you're being good when you choose the good foods. 
And when you choose, the flip side of that is when you choose the bad foods, it often means you're being bad or you're failing is what your brain will make it mean. Now, think about this. You eat healthy, you eat the quote unquote good foods for a chunk of time, days, weeks, and then you make a decision and you have some bad food, again, quote unquote, (laughs) uh, a food that you don't normally eat, but in your mind, it's a bad food. It's a food you shouldn't be eating. And so the whole time you're eating it, you're thinking, well, I shouldn't be eating this. I should have eaten the other food. I should have said no to this. I can't believe I'm doing this again. And it starts to spiral. And then your brain starts to add in that you therefore must be bad and you must therefore be failing if you're choosing this bad food. And then what happens when you're feeling that way? What happens to your food choices? Well, most people, you keep going. You keep going with the quote unquote bad food because you feel like you've blown it anyways. And also then what follows is this thought of, I have to get back to this good side and there's none of this food that I actually like over on that good side. So this is my only opportunity. I got to make sure that I get it in now or else I'm never going to get it again. This is how our brains think. So then it, you get that kind of frantic feeling and of needing to get it in now because you won't be able to have it later. And then you flip back with effort to get to the good side, right? Because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel easy to go from that bad food side where you feel like you've messed up, you've blown it, you've made a big flub over onto the good food side. That doesn't feel easy. That feels like work because guess what? That good food side, you might not actually want to be there. (laughs) Your brain, the set of thoughts you have about it may not be supporting yourself in how to be there and stay there. It might actually be the opposite. The set of thoughts you have may actually be drawing you to the bad food side. And this is the issue with thinking that there are sides is you're either one or the other. And so you you label yourself, you label your behaviors, and that does not help you in your consistency. And it's your consistency that you need to actually lose weight. You do not need perfection to lose weight. You need consistency to lose weight. So what if there was no right way to eat? What if you actually were the best person to decide how you eat? And what if you could decide day to day what you wanted to eat? And what if you could actually include food that you liked sometimes and trust yourself that you could just include sometimes food that you like and maybe you don't eat it often, but you're allowed to include it? Now, I know, again, a lot of you, because you're used to the very black and white thinking, might be hearing that and going, well, there's no way I could lose weight doing that. And I think the nuances of it are going to be different for everybody because as you do this and as you get to know your body, you learn the nuances of your particular body. But giving yourself permission that you can sometimes choose those foods and that it is not bad, it is just a choice, just like the healthier foods are a choice, and that you can then just get back to the healthy food because we take away the fact those thoughts that you've blown it. We take away the thoughts that you must be failing because you made a simple food choice. And we take away the thoughts that you need to overdo it right now because you're never going to be allowed to eat that food again. When we believe that you truly can choose any food you want at any particular time, it opens up a whole lot of freedom and it takes away a lot of the excuses for overeating. And I want you to hear that again, is that it takes away by giving yourself permission, by giving yourself freedom that you can plan food that you actually like sometimes, 
that if there's a food you're really wanting, you can plan for it and eat it at some point. That takes away a lot of those excuses that I already covered that your brain uses to get you to overeat. It neutralizes them. And so the way this happens and the way you do this is it matters how you talk to yourself. It matters the conversations that you have about food. And some of these are not going to be easy, right? You've had a lot of time of thinking certain things about food. You've The diet culture has been ingrained in all of us that some foods are good and some foods are bad. And so it's going to take changing how you're talking to yourself and an element of trust with yourself that you can give yourself a little more freedom because that's probably actually going to be more sustainable. Like if you're either good or bad, passing or failing, that is not sustainable. But if you're in a spectrum and you try to be more on the one side of the spectrum most of the time, but sometimes you choose things over on the other side and that's fine too, that's more sustainable. That's real life. And all you need to do is focus on where you want to be on the spectrum. And part of changing your thoughts about this and making it so it works for you is finding thoughts and reasons why you want to be at a certain part of the spectrum. Like if you're wanting to, let's use the lower carb spectrum, just because that's my personal experience. So in general, I want to be on the lower carb side. I'm not, I don't eat keto personally, but I, I'm on the lower carb side, you know, probably around 50 grams a day most days. And that's where I feel my best. In my spectrum, that's where I'm aiming for. And what works to let me be there is to have a set of thoughts about why I want to be there that actually feel good to me. Often, our thoughts about why we have to stick to a diet are not nice thoughts. They don't feel good. They're not thoughts that empower you. They're thoughts that make you feel like you're failing already. Thoughts that tell you about all the other times you failed and you better do it this time. You better not fail again. Those are not going to be sustainable thoughts and those are going to perpetuate the good food, bad food. So working on how you're thinking about what the food is that you are choosing to eat, what the food is that you are choosing to not eat, and why. These are the three skills to move yourself off of that good food, bad food. The way I like to approach this is that in that spectrum, the way I think about the spectrum of food choices is there is food that I usually eat. And of these foods, I can eat to being satisfied. I don't get worried. I don't count macros. I don't count calories. I just let myself eat to be satisfied. And that would be vegetables, proteins, and fats. So lower carb foods. Then there's a section of foods that I eat occasionally. Or sorry, I I sometimes eat, which would be the like berries. Berries and whipped cream would be a sometimes food for me. Like lower carb bars would be a sometimes food for me. Maybe potatoes might be in there. Like sometimes I do, you guys all know I like French fries. Sometimes I do choose to eat French fries. That'd be sometimes food. And then there's occasional foods. So those are foods that I purposely don't include very often in my diet, but it's not because I can't. I'm aware I can eat them at any time, but I choose not to because I don't like how they make me feel. I feel kind of gross. I get headaches from them and they don't actually make me feel better, even though my brain spent a lot of years telling me that they did. And that would be like, you know, more processed foods, sugar containing foods, like real bread with flour in it, baked sweet goods, all those sorts of things 
would be on that side. Now you notice none of those thoughts that I just talked to you about what goes in my usual, my sometimes and my occasional piles, nothing said those foods were good or bad. Nothing said that I am can or can't eat those foods. What I was talking about is my reasons for putting foods in those categories and focusing on one part of the spectrum that actually feels good to me. That's the difference. I'm talking to myself nicely about the food choices I am making and why I'm making them. And when I do choose to eat foods from the occasional side, when I do have stuff with sugar in it or have stuff with regular flour in it, it's okay. I don't have to beat myself up. It's not that the world ended. It's not that everything's all, you know, I'm back to square one and it's all lost. All it is, is I made a food choice and now I focus getting back to my normal, which is on the usual side of my spectrum. And that is easier. If you think about where, what I talked about, about if you've been over thinking of the good and bad foods and you're eating on the bad side, how much work it takes to get yourself back to the good side. If I make a choice that I occasionally make and I give myself permission that I can occasionally make that choice and then I focus, okay, that was okay. Feel kind of crummy from it, but that was a choice I made. Now all I have to do is just get back to my normal. That doesn't take work. I'm not saying I can never ever eat this again. And I need to hurry up and get a little more in to make the best use of my time with it. But all I'm saying is, okay, you know, that was a choice I made, enjoyed it for what it was, but now I'm going to get back to my normal because I'll actually feel better over here. I'll have more energy. My days are going to go better. I will have fewer headaches. And so I'm going back to my normal. It's that simple. So I want you to just contemplate that. Throughout the next week or two, what I'd suggest is just pay attention to where good food, bad food is coming up in your life and ask yourself how you can reframe it, how you can give yourself permission to make any food choice, but work on how you're thinking about it so that you're make, generally making the food choices that you want to be making for your long-term goals that honor your body and honor your long-term goals. But how are you going to think about those food choices so they actually feel the best, they feel easy? And if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know how I do that. I feel so embroiled in this good food, bad food stuff. It's been my entire life. Then come join Stress Eating SOS. It will help. This this is what we do. And we totally transform to actually make it feel good about the food choices you're making, feel good about the food choices you're not making, and make it so easily get back to your new normal so that you can make choices sometimes in the occasional side but that you get back to your normal without a whole lot of fuss and drama and without a lot of work. Because honestly, that is what makes it sustainable. And that's what then makes it so you can lose weight for the last time. And that's what makes it so you can do it without always feeling like you're on a diet, like the number one wish that people write down for me. All right, guys, thank you for joining me. I'm going to head out, go finish loading up the vehicle and get going to the campsite to enjoy the sun. We'll talk soon, guys. Bye-bye.